0: Hello and welcome to the Enter the Bible podcast where you can get answers or at least reflections on everything you wanted to know about the Bible but were afraid to ask. I'm Catherine Schifferdecker.
1: And I'm Katie Langston. And today on the podcast, we have a very special guest, uh, Reverend Dr. Carl Jacobson, who is a pastor at Lutheran Church of the Good Shepherd in Minneapolis and an Old Testament scholar, author extraordinaire. Welcome, yes. welcome. Wow. welcome. Not, take it. You, you can just keep talking. Yeah. <laughs> so glad you're with us. Thanks um, for the invitation. Yeah, uh-huh. absolutely. So today we have a a listener question, um, which I love that it came. It's a great question that came in, and I also wonder about this. Um, And uh, to you, dear listener or viewer on YouTube, if you have a question, you can submit it at our website, enterthebible.org. And we do all that we can to um, answer the questions that we receive as many as possible. So here is the question. 1 Samuel 28 is about Saul consulting a medium who lived in Endor, with Endor which is also the name of the Ewok planet in Star Wars return of the Jedi just saying but and I noticed Carl, that your oh, yeah. your bible
2: Star Wars it's duct tape. Star
1: Wars So, this is obviously why we had to invite you on to answer this Indeed. question. What a happy accident. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, consulting a medium um, from Endor, the Ewok planet, although it's not the Ewok planet in the Bible, who brings Samuel's spirit up from some place of the dead, and he and Soul have a conversation. Our questioner says not exactly Sunday school content. There's a lot of other things going on in this story. I'd love to hear your take on it. Uh, and how Jews and Christians have wrestled with this passage. So, yeah, it's a weird one, you know. Um that's one of the ones when I when I encountered it, I was like, wow, this is this is exciting. There's exciting stories in the Bible, but like hard to understand. And yeah, and
2: strange mm-hmm. and um, mm-hmm. and fr- and frequently So some place of the dead, Mm. that sort of gets at the an ongoing question, right, of what our tradition has inherited in terms of Mm. what we think of as you know heaven and hell, and Mm -hmm. um, hell being frankly a mostly medieval construction, um, not terribly biblical in a lot of ways, Um, because you know especially the Old Testament understanding of there being a Land of the Dead, right—the place where everyone so goes.
1: everyone goes there, not yeah. just like the not just right. the bad ones, yeah.
2: yeah, And so, yeah, I mean, it's confusing.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, uh, so let's set up the context first. Yeah, sure. Right. Okay, so this is um, this is Saul, King Saul, right, mm-hmm. who uh, was the first king in Israel anointed by Samuel, the prophet right. slash judge slash priest. Samuel kind of uh, has has several roles, but okay. mostly a uh, prophet. And he, uh, so Saul starts out really good, and then he angers God. He doesn't obey God. There's various stories that we don't need to get into completely. But uh, so God sends Samuel to anoint David uh, in Saul's place. Okay. But that transition takes a pretty long time. So Saul continues to be king for quite a while uh, he obviously feels threatened by David for good reason uh, uh, was it Nixon who said uh, or sometimes paranoia is justified right
1: <laughs> just because you're paranoid doesn't mean they're not out to get you <laughs> that's right something like that yeah, yeah.
0: so so David is kind of is very much in the background here mm-hmm. uh, but uh, throughout the books of Samuel really first uh, and second Samuel there's um, a lot of warring with the Philistines this neighboring, mm-hmm. Nation uh, that are enemies of Israel. Oh. and so uh, that's the uh, the context here. So David has fled uh, from Saul is actually hiding out with the Philistines but is secretly fighting for Israel. Oh. We don't have to get into that but now but then uh, Saul is getting ready to fight the Philistines yet again. He sees the Philistine forces assembled and they they outnumber the Israelites. he's terrified and so he wants to consult. God uh, to find out what he should do and what and but God uh, has basically um, uh, rejected Saul really and and does not reply. So in verse six twenty First Samuel twenty eight six when Saul inquired of the Lord the Lord did not answer him not by dreams or by Orem or by prophets. Then Saul said to his servant, seek out for me a woman who is a medium so that I may go to her and inquire of her. A medium, of course, someone who can call up spirits from the dead. And so Saul wants to—Samuel has died in the meantime, of course, and so Saul wants to consult with his old mentor, uh, Samuel. So that's the context. Saul is terrified. That's the context. And God is not speaking to him.
1: And And then he goes to the medium, and then Samuel comes up, And he's like, why have you disturbed me by bringing me up? (laughs) Uh, Which I think is awesome. (laughs) He's like, what are you doing?
0: Why are you bothering me? Why
1: are you bothering me? (laughs) Um, Yeah, and then, like, doesn't really... Well, then he tells him some stuff that's kind of a bummer for Saul, right?
2: And it's a a repeat of what's gone before. And in some ways, what this story is doing it's intensifying what's already happened. Okay. So back um, in First Samuel 15, mm-hmm. when Saul is first rejected as king, um, mm. because he, he's told that they're supposed to wipe out their enemy entirely, take no spoil, um, and he takes a bunch of sheep and keeps okay. them. Yep. Um,
1: and then Samuel says, Bad thing to
2: do. Has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obedience to the voice of the Lord? Answer, no.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Surely to obey is better than sacrifice, to heed than the fat of rams, for rebellion is no less a sin than divination. Uh, right? And so the kingdom uh, is going to be torn away from him. Uh, and now that we get this divination story. yeah. So sin piled on top of sin. Disobedience piled yeah. on top of disobedience. And yeah. the irony is... In this story, Saul had driven the mediums out of Israel mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as he was supposed to,
1: mm-hmm. oh. and now he's like, "Uh oh, I got to bring one back."
2: Exactly right, and like like Proverbs says, you know, a, f- a fool returns to his folly like a dog returns to its vomit. Right? That's, <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> That's what, Saul what Saul is doing, what Saul's
1: doing here. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So,
2: and even she, I mean, again, there's there's some irony in the story because the the medium says to him, "Well, surely you know what Saul did." Spe- um. speaking to Saul. Oh, yeah.
1: He's in disguise. <laughs> he's in disguise. He's in disguise. He doesn't want anyone to know that he's going to consult the medium. Yeah. So then that... He's cut off the mediums and the wizards from the land. Why are you laying a snare for my life to bring about my death?
0: But then Saul says And then he's like, it. yeah, but I'm yeah. but
1: I'm yeah. No no one's going to hurt you. He says to her.
0: But then it's interesting that when Samuel's spirit comes up yeah. The woman said to Saul, Why have you deceived me? You are yeah. Saul. So she has that uh, insight from Samuel that Exactly. Right. And yeah. it's Saul. And then of course Samuel's message is uh is really harsh, right? Uh pronounces judgment. Uh this is verse 18, because you did not obey the voice of the Lord and did not carry out his fierce wrath against Amalek. Mm-hmm. Therefore the Lord has done this thing to you today. Moreover, here's the crux of the matter: the Lord will give Israel Along with you into the hands of the Philistines, and tomorrow you and your son shall be with me. The Lord will also give the army of Israel into the hands of the Philistines. So, yeah. be with me. In other words, in the underworld. Right. Yeah. yeah. So Saul's Samuel prophesies Saul's death. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which, Which happens
2: relatively quickly yeah. then in right. the story. In the next Couple, two yeah. chapters.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. So. Can I ask a couple questions about this because sure. it is it is a weird story. so number one, um, why is divination such a bad thing? like i know I know people who like
0: think do tarot cards
1: yeah they do tarot cards but I I know people who think they have like a special connection to the dead and it makes me feel a little uh, (laughs) kind of you know sketched out by it but I mean if there are people who have such abilities you know why is that bad
2: I I would say based on this story
1: Mm
2: -hmm. um it seems to me what that sort of power Mm -hmm. or going to that place Mm -hmm. to get answers Mm
0: -hmm.
2: when god has already not answered um you know it's you're you're trying to do an end around um, an end around to Uh. something you're not supposed to have yeah so I, i guess i wouldn't Necessarily know how to speak to divination or, or magic, right? Right. In general, but it what's happening in this story is it seems
1: pretty like frowned upon. Yeah. It, it well, throughout all it, of Scripture. It's
0: outlawed in Leviticus and yeah. Deuteronomy and yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. And then what? There's the the story of the little girl in in Acts, who has that power, but God uses it for God's purposes mm. with mm-hmm. Paul and the
0: mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, it's uh, it's dangerous. That's the problem. And it's yeah. also it's it's a snare in terms of, right, so S- Saul says to this woman, you know, she, she puts him on the spot, right? Don't you know what Saul did?
1: Right. Mm-hmm. And
2: behind that is the command that God gave that this should happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Saul swears by the Lord's name, right? So uses mm-hmm. the Lord's name in, in vain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It's the, it's Maybe the most explicit example of the first you know, commandment being
0: like transgressed. Yeah, uh-huh. mm-hmm.
2: that's the danger. Mm-hmm. In, at least in this story.
0: Yeah, it does seem like there's it, 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 sometimes with uh, le- the legal material. Like uh, again, this is mm-hmm. uh, mediums' wizardry is mm-hmm. is uh, a divination is outlawed in Leviticus and Deuteronomy. It's not always explicitly said why. Yeah. Right. Like for instance, uh, famously in Leviticus nineteen, you're not supposed to get tattoos. Well, right. well, it, yeah. sorry, Katie. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. I broke but that it, one. It's never. It's never said why. And I. And the same is true with the divination stuff. But I think I think you've you've hit on it. I think Carl, that uh, it's doing an end run around God. It, it's dabbling in things that are dangerous. Mm. Right. That there's there seems to be an understanding that they're. Are spiritual forces yeah. that mm-hmm. one should not associate with, yeah. right? mm-hmm. and
2: part. I also think part of what's going on in the legal material, Leviticus in particular, is it's about separating uh, behaviors, yes, from Israel's neighbors, right? Sure, right. When you know syncretism, bringing we- other forms of worship into worship of the Lord is a huge problem in Scripture right. all over the place. That's
1: right. a huge problem today. Well, true. Honestly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: And oh, yeah. and it's taken very seriously. And so from the way people dress, yeah. probably to some of the things they're allowed or not allowed to eat, right? Um, right. much of that is about um, foreign religious practice. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. the most um, important example of that is also in Leviticus. For the longest time... Uh, Nobody understood where the prohibition against boiling a kid in its mother's milk came from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It sounds tasty. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> sounds but something. Baby goat. I mean, kid. That, right. Correct. Yes, thank you. Kid, Just, yeah. Just not,
2: not, a animalism. No animalism. not a human. Uh, that's right. Correct. It's it's very right. good. So um, then a, a discovery was made of a spell used oh. in a neighboring religion. Uh Um, And I don't remember what it's called, so I can't direct you to it, but where that's part of this ritual practice. Oh, I Mm. see. So maybe that's why it's prohibited, Mm -hmm. because then you're worshiping another god, perhaps, like your neighbors do. Right,
0: right. Yeah, over and over again uh, in Leviticus, it's, you know, uh, you shall be holy, for I, the Lord, your God, am holy. And holy Mm -hmm. there... Not like holier-than-thou, but holy mm-hmm. as in sanctified, separated.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: One of my friends calls it weird, right? You To be weird in the best sense of that word, right? right, right like right. set apart, not participating in these other— Distinct. Yeah, distinct. I think that, that's a good way to put it, yeah. too, right? Like you, you have to reflect the kind of life that God uh, designed for mm-hmm. you, for right. human yeah. beings, right? Um, which also includes don't dabble in the dark arts, right? don't yeah <laughs> right don't uh, don't try to control a power that you cannot control because it may it will get the better of you, yeah I just, I think about an article I read this is several years ago now about the rise in exorcisms, yeah mm-hmm. in, yeah, it, in yes. today's world yes and and I you know that that uh, there are actually Catholic priests trained as exorcists. And that they've gotten kind of inundated with more and more calls for exorcism, and you know it's not the stuff of horror. You know, it's it's real problems, real, right. uh, um, and and a real issue. And and the uh, the thing I remember about that article most is that these priests were asked, well, why do you think this is happening? And they said, well, one reason is that people are fascinated with the occult. Yeah. Right? With It's such a thing right now. Yeah. Like, it's
1: all over. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I mean, there's celebrity psychics. I was just listening to a podcast that had a celebrity psychic on and I was like, uh-oh, this sounds sketchy. Or, you know, tarot cards are super all the rage right now and witchcraft. I know people who think of themselves as as witches. And I know it sounds, I mean, I, I hear myself say that and it sounds like so bizarre, but it really is a thing that's come that's coming back in sort of a postmodern world where people are like, uh kind of letting go of you know traditional orthodoxies mm-hmm, and sort mm-hmm. of trying to find things that resonate with them, and I think they sometimes are playing around with things that aren't aren't awesome mm-hmm. um like I have a friend who had some issues with feeling in in spiritual warfare as a result of some
0: mm-hmm.
1: like divination she had sought out mm-hmm. um So,
0: yeah, it's so the yeah, maybe this this story is maybe more relevant than we than we think. But, yeah, I I mean, for today's world. But it is this. Yeah, it's a kind of warning against being like other people surrounding them Mm -hmm. and a warning against playing with forces that. And, yeah,
2: there's there's a reason.
0: Right. Right. There's a reason for it. Yeah.
2: It can be dangerous.
0: Right. 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 So
1: my other question then. Sorry, I'm just no it's good asking all the questions, but my other question is, um so where where is saul then like what and like he an old man is coming up, he's wrapped in a robe, like where's Samuel you mean yep, I meant to say Samuel, I yeah. said Saul, but I meant to say Samuel, like where is he then like he's
0: in Sheol, apparently. in yeah. the uh, realm of the right. dead, yeah. and
1: and that would be have been understood to be Sheol, which is the realm of to, the dead.
0: Yeah. yeah. Do you want to talk a bit about Sheol? Well, yeah. So, it's, okay. Again,
2: it's it's not it's not hell, right? The, the way we might think of it, um, because post, of our tradition, Dante or whatever. Right. Yeah. It's it's the land of the dead, and it's where everyone goes. Okay. Um, and it's probably correct me, Catherine, if I'm wrong, but it's it's that's a pretty common ancient Near Eastern construct that there there is a place where the dead go huh. um, and there isn't much talk about you know whether it's reward or punishment yeah. or yeah, yeah, everybody yeah. goes yeah hmm. um, I know that in uh, in Mesopotamia, it's kind of confined to households, right so the dead. Reside below the house where they lived, oh wow, right. um, mm. but that there's nothing like that in in um, the Bible's am aware anyway
0: yeah shaol sh- seems to be kind of a synonym for the grave because huh. in the psalms if, and correct me if I'm wrong mm-hmm. uh, Carl, uh, shaol is is understood as a kind of confining place right mm-hmm. and yeah. to and to be saved from shaol or drawn up from shaol is to be in a wide open space. Mm-hmm. All right, so yeah, it's yeah. it's very similar to to the the grave. I mean, that's the kind of features that Shaol has. It's it's not punishment. You're right, but it's it's kind of a just sort of a bummer of a place. Yeah, I can mean, you, it's get not, out, it's you get out? It's not some place you want to be.
1: Do you get though. out of Sheol, and are you like conscious there? Sorry. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, yeah, uh, uh, certainly. As as we move through the Old Testament, uh-huh. uh, through the Hebrew Bible, right, by Daniel, yeah, uh, one of the later books in the Old Testament, you have a you have a full-fledged belief in the resurrection of the dead right Yeah. That the dead shall be raised okay. uh, from from sh- Sheol. from the grave right, right? Sheol, yeah and and will live again so i uh, if you're interested uh, listeners if you're interested in this topic uh, from a jewish perspective uh, my own teacher john levinson wrote a mm lovely book on resurrection. Mm. And it's called Resurrection and the Restoration of Israel, huh. The Ultimate Victory of the God of Life, <laughs> wow. which I love. And that title, and the book is wonderful. And there he says, and I think this is exactly right, that in the Old Testament, we don't have until later books like Daniel, a full-fledged belief in resurrection. It's more this kind of shadowy afterworld. It's more ambiguous. It's more ambiguous. But then by the time of Daniel, and certainly by the time of the New Testament Orthodox, at least the Pharisees uh, usually get a bad rap, right? Mm -hmm. The Pharisees believed in the resurrection of the body, the resurrection uh, of the dead, uh, which is where Jesus agrees with them, right? Right. And and when Jesus... uh, is is kind of mediating that controversy between the Pharisees and the Sadducees who don't believe in it. Then. Who don't believe Sadducees in it. don't believe in it. Right. Jesus says God is God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and uh, God is God of the living, not the dead. Mm-hmm. He says to the Sadducees, "You are completely wrong." Mm-hmm. Huh. Right. So it's huh. a it's a kind of development of thought. Whereas here, and I think in other books of the Old Testament, you have this kind of underworld shet all. Mm eventually the the fuller realization comes about that that mm-hmm. no that god is a god of life mm-hmm. uh, and that and that life wins god yeah. wins mm-hmm. uh, belief in the resurrection
2: that's just as a to dovetail a little bit it's really important that your observation that there in the hebrew bible in the old testament there is a development yeah. and many developments mm-hmm. of thought mm-hmm. um just circling back to the way we tend to think about God's word, what the Bible is, right? Um, it all has to agree with every other part of it, right? right because right. it's got to be consistent. Uh, it's not that simple. It was written right. over a vast amount of time, yeah. by different people, and there there are changes um, and developments in thought in theology. You know mm-hmm. what I mean, my favorite example of that is the. And I'm sorry, we're totally no, no. This is. I mean, this, that, I um, think
1: it all relates. Yeah,
2: the when people say there's. Just a couple of monotheistic religions, and mm-hmm. um, the Old Testament is an example of it. It's actually not true. Mm. Um, eventually, right, in the later material yeah, um, and in the prophetic um, body, mm-hmm. it's monotheistic. Mm-hmm. Right? Other gods are simply dismissed. But, but in many places, it's what we would actually call henotheistic, meaning the Old Testament expects obedience to the Lord. At,
0: the God at the, of Israel.
2: Correct, mm-hmm. and the exclusion of all other gods, right, which are out there,
0: mm-hmm. right, right. Mm-hmm.
2: And again, well, so maybe this does get us back to the story. Yeah, it a does actually. Like, yeah, um, it's it's faithfulness to the Lord, the God of Israel, right, that is Saul's problem. Yeah, he mm-hmm. he doesn't stay faithful.
1: Yeah. Um, well, and in and those other gods, right, that are, you know, the the sort of. Pagan gods of the other lands, or they're not the creator of the. Right. You know, they're they're so they could be. I don't know. Tell me if I'm like way in the deep end at this point, but that they could be maybe somewhat analogous to other spiritual forces, other mm-hmm. powers and principalities, yeah. which which Paul tells which us exist. Yeah. You know um, that those are also. Yeah, in, in in the world, um, but God is a ruler over yes. the mm-hmm. powers and principalities yes. and the, yeah. the 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 false gods, the other powers, and is. The creator of all that is, and that's pretty consistent throughout. Yeah, all yeah. the Old Testament. Right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's yeah, it's a
0: really bold statement that in the beginning, right? It's the Lord, the God of Israel, who is the creator huh. of the universe, and and in the Exodus story, right? Mm-hmm. The Lord, the God of Israel, defeats all the gods of Egypt, including right. Pharaoh himself. Right, right. right. So yes, uh, even if there are other spiritual forces, right? God is, uh, the God of Israel is the. God, the true God, the, su- the, true god, the supreme right. God, the, yeah, right. the God who is not, uh, th- uh, is, is uh, over all these other forces. Yeah. yeah. Huh.
2: Well, and so again, in this story, the, when the woman raises Samuel and says, I see a divine being, hmm. the divine being right. is Elohim. Mm. Huh. She thinks she sees a God. Mm-hmm. which maybe that's another indication of why divination is so dangerous she doesn't recognize yeah, what that she's it's called not, up mm-hmm,
0: that's mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: boy that's a thing that happens i think you know people think they it's so it's so tricky you could be you can be deceived you can yeah. you can be deceived by yourself you could be deceived by other people to think that you are hearing a word from god or hearing a word from you know divine light or whatever and mm. maybe like maybe you're really not. Yeah, yeah.
0: Scary. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we've we've, uh, we've we've gotten to very serious. Yeah, really. I, mean, it's, I I think yeah. uh, we have to affirm again, right? What we already said that the God that we w- worship, the God of Israel, the God of revealed in Jesus Christ is uh is the creator of the world and uh, yeah. and the one true god. Yeah. And and the Old Testament and New Testament are consistent That's right. uh, yeah. about that proclamation. So yeah. so we don't have to fear these other spiritual forces. Right. Right. And we shouldn't dabble with and them and don't seek them out. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. Huh. Wild.
1: <laughs> I feel like my uh My, uh, you know, Western skepticism is, like, blaring in the back of my mind. But at the same time, I sort of, you know, do think that there's something to this. You know what I mean? Yeah.
2: For sure.
0: Well, thank you, Carl, for enlightening us about this very strange story. Pleasure to be with you. And it's
2: fun to read, you know, some of the stuff that we tend to neglect. Yeah, for sure. Um, Yeah,
0: this does not come up in in the the lecture. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to so. do a
1: sermon series on it. Just kidding. I don't think I will. <laughs> um, yeah, but thank you yeah. so much, Carl. Appreciate a it. And uh, what a, what an interesting conversation. Um, and thank you, uh, our listeners and viewers, uh, for being with us on this episode of the Enter the Bible podcast. Uh, you can get more uh, resources, reflections, courses, commentaries, all kinds of stuff at our website, enterthebible.org. And um, wherever you are viewing or listening to this, be sure to subscribe it. Subscribe. Mash the subscribe button. I heard that's what the kids say these (laughs) days. Mash the subscribe button. Share it with a friend uh, and give us a rating on Apple iTunes if you could.
0: Um, It really helps people find us. Thanks. We'll see you next time.